0: You know, I'm not good at math, but I did pull out my phone and open the calculator app. Do You know, it's $17 a month if you start now putting money aside for a resilient Women? so you can't say you can't afford it. $17 a month, which is less than a dollar a day. Come on. Anyway, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. Anyway, also, Transform Women. I got to sit in with our leaders a couple of weeks ago. I mean, we were packed with how many leaders? There's over 50 transform groups, and it was really cool. Yeah, come on. Let's celebrate that. But Transform Women, they're actually doing three incredible curriculums in this season. So following Jesus, if you're a newer Christian and you wanna get a really good and solid foundation, make sure you sign up for that. It will bless your world bless your world they're also doing proverbs 31 we actually just did that with our pastor's wives and women in ministry who are married and it was a phenomenal time where we broke out proverbs 31 phenomenal make sure you can check that out in ephesians as well plus a bunch of other incredible women's groups who's in in a transform group raise your hand all right who's not in a trans group don't raise your hand just get in one, okay? No shame in this place. But can I have a little bit more return of this microphone? Because I'm already losing my voice because worship was that insane. Um, so we're going to do something a little fun for the first couple of minutes. I'm curious. Thank you to the amazing angel and Caillou and Gabe and Josh. And Can we thank our incredible worship team? I'm curious in this room, how many middle Child, middle children, people who were born in the middle. Um, how many of you are in this room? Actually, stand. If you're a middle child, my daughter, yep, my beautiful daughter. There's a lot of you. All right, a lot of you. Okay, you can sit. All right, who prefers aisle seats in the plane? Sorry, let me. I'm not very clear. Aisle seats in the plane. Are you thinking church? Is that what you're thinking? Oh, oh, oh. oh. Sorry for those of you with your hands up and you were thinking church and you're not in the aisle. All right, who prefers a window seat? Stand up if you prefer the middle seat on the plane. She has a theory, she has a theory. Okay, there's four of you. Amazing, amazing. Okay, which part of the Oreo is better? The cookie or the middle? (laughs) All right, stand up if you think it's the cookie. all right sit down stand up if you think it's the middle half and half sit down sit stand up if you think it's combined you don't separate it all right you girls are my girls right here mean and hearing my girls all right can i have the ball there's two balls somewhere all right we're gonna play a small game monkey in the middle who wants to play i need six girls Girl in the red beanie, right here. You right there, you right there, you right there, you right there. Shelly, come up. You right there, the girl I just met before, and you right there, come on up, come on up. I don't know how we're gonna do it, it has to be a softball, because actually Rachel thought I meant softball, like the softball that can break a window in a big screen like this, but no, it's a softball. Don't worry, production team, soft, soft foam, foam foam ball. Okay. No, down here because I'll, they'll kill me if it's up here. It's going to be down here. You're going to have to do it. So the three, actually two in the middle. So Shelly, unfortunately, you're going to be, you two are going to be in the middle. You're going to stay there. You're going to stay here. You're going to turn this way. <laughs> so two of you. We'll get one more girl. Who wants to come? Right there. You. Yep. Come over here. Come on this side though, because you need some room. Come on this side. And I have a great prize. The prize is that you get to be the winner and that's amazing, okay? All right, so go back a little bit. All right, girls in the middle, you gotta try to catch. Okay, oh, that's not fair. That, she's the tall one who gets picked for all the sports. That's not fair. Okay, ready, set, go. All right, go, go, switch, switch. Come on, you have 60 seconds on the clock, let's go. She got it, go, 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 go. Keep going. Oh, it's a mess in here. Okay, 30 seconds. Go, go, go. I'm not sure what's happening. It's very disorganized. I should not be doing sports events. This is not good. All right, can we put our hands together for the monkey in the middle? Oh, good catch. Yeah, what was the point of that? I don't know, but I do have a message to preach tonight. The message is called Resilience in the Middle. Being resilient in the middle. Tonight, I want to talk about the wilderness season of your life. The season between where you were and where you want to be, where you hope to be, where you think God is calling you, but you're in the middle. I want to talk about the wilderness. What is the wilderness? Well, literally, it's a desert. I know some friends who went to the desert last September and had an amazing experience at tour guides. They went on these balloons. It was incredible. But my view of a desert doesn't look that nice. When I think of a wilderness, it's super hot. It's lots of sand that's never-ending. It's tiresome. You're thirsty. You're exhausted. It's, It's hard to see the end in sight. And I want to teach on the wilderness because at some point, in our lives, we're either gonna be in one, we're either coming out of one, or we're in one now. The wilderness, as I said before, is the place in the middle, the place between where you are, where you were, sorry, and where you want to be. Hear that again, the wilderness is the place in the middle, the place between where you were and where you want to be. Some of you are in between careers and jobs right now, and you're in the middle of trying to figure out next steps, trying to hear from the Lord, trying to seek advisors. God, I'm in the middle. I feel like you're giving me direction, but I'm stuck. I don't, I don't know what you're saying. I don't know what the right thing is. I'm, I'm in the middle. Some of you are in the middle when it comes to church. You're a part of somewhere else, a part of a different ministry, and and now you're in the middle, you're here, you're not sure if you should plant, you're not sure if you should serve, maybe you're afraid, maybe you've been hurt, maybe, I don't know, but you're in the middle. Some of you are in the middle in your marriages. You're not in the worst place, but you're not in the best place, you're in the middle. Some of you are in the middle In your walk with God coming out of a season of great power and now it feels like you're in a season of great dryness or you're hitting a wall and you feel like it's been ages since you've been out of playing monkey in the middle and you want to get to the other side for some of you the middle has seemed long and hard you can't even remember the last time you were somewhere else but stuck in the middle for some of you, you are, you know, happy to be in the middle for a little bit, you're learning the lessons, you know, maybe it's a little bit foggy, or you're not really sure, but you're like, okay, I'm in the middle, I'm in the wilderness, it's a little annoying, but I'm getting comfortable here because it's familiar. I'm getting comfortable here because, well, I've been here for a while, I've asked God to get me out of here, I've asked God to get me to the other side, to the cookie of the Oreo, but I'm still stuck here in the middle. So I wanted to encourage some women because maybe you feel like the middle has been going on for too long already and you are tired and maybe some of you just stepped into the middle and didn't see it coming and you feel like you just got the wind knocked out of you. You got blindsided, you were like serving Jesus, like serving Jesus is amazing! (gasps) What just happened? Serving Jesus is hard. It means i got to love people. People are annoying. It means I've got to forgive people. What? I have to give people grace? Come on. Come on now. Can you imagine if Jesus felt that way about us? Anyway, moving along. And some of you might be wondering, how long will I be in the middle for? Some of you might be wondering, how did I get myself here? Maybe you're a parent and you never thought you would feel this way, but it's been a hard season and you're like, God, I believed you for these kids, but I can't even sleep. Like, just just get me out of here. And you're feeling guilty and shame because you're in this place of the middle and you want to get to the other side. You're like, I can't wait till they're out of diapers. I can't wait till they can drive themselves to their games. I can't wait. And you keep waiting for the other side. And before you know it, the other side is here, and they're gone, and you're wishing for the middle of that cookie again. (sighs) Oh, the Oreo. Everyone's going to go home and get some Oreos. (laughs) Actually, they're really bad for you. Don't do it. Before we go any further, I want to remind you that, although the wilderness can feel hard, and long, and dry, and discouraging at times, What I might say might shock some of you, but I want to tell you that sometimes it will be the Holy Spirit himself who will be the one who will lead you into the wilderness. The wilderness is the place many times we are led to by God to get us into our promised land. We learned this in the story of the Israelites when Moses, their leader, led them into the wilderness to get them to Canaan, the promised land. We also see this when the Holy Spirit led Jesus himself into the wilderness where Jesus fasted and prayed for 40 days. He was tempted by the devil for 40 days. But it's interesting when he came out of the wilderness, he came out with greater power, with greater authority. He came out and ready to go on his assignment. Maybe the middle isn't so bad. Some of the wilderness experiences of our life we put ourselves there because we're just silly we're not listening and like bible says do it and you're like i'm gonna do what i want and then you get yourself in the wilderness you're like lord it's not fair well you put yourself there silly you know what i mean but the truth is many times it is the holy spirit that will lead us in so we can come out in greater power so we can come out with greater maturity so we can come out with greater resilience because i tell you daughters I tell you, ladies, there is a great harvest that the Lord wants to bring out of your life. And the harvest might be raising a godly family. And the harvest might be stewarding an incredible business that reaches people for Christ. I don't know what the harvest is that he's placed in your hands, but he desires the harvest for you. A greater maturity, a greater resilience, a greater power and authority comes on the other side of the middle. But you have to go through the middle. Some of you might be thinking, well, this feels like a punishment more than An invitation to get to the other side some of you might be feeling well it feels like a withholding why do I not feel peace in this wilderness why do I not feel joy why do I not feel this or why do I not feel that and you might be looking at this as God if you're the one who led me in here that's not very nice of you but I want to encourage you, the Word of God tells us in Deuteronomy 31.8, Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord will personally go ahead of you. He's already on the other side. But not, that, not just that, He's not just on the other side. The Word also tells us He's behind us. He's got our back. And you know what the Word of God also tells us? He surrounds us with His presence. It means we are fully covered. We are fully covered in the middle. We are fully covered in the wilderness, fully covered. When we find ourselves in the middle between where we were and where we need or want to be, whether we put ourselves there or whether just life happened because sometimes life happens, or if it was the spirit himself, just know there is purpose and there is provision for you there. When the Israelites were on their journey in the wilderness, they were provided for and they knew their purpose. They knew where Moses was taking them. Their purpose was, hey, get to the other side. Get to the promised land. Get to the land where it's flowing with milk and honey. Get to the land where we can raise our kids and not be afraid of being made a slave again. Get to the promised land. That is the purpose. The Bible tells us they were also provided for. Exodus 13, 21, the Lord provided a cloud by day and fire by night. In Exodus 16, we see the Lord providing fresh manna daily. But the only thing that's interesting to note is many times the journey isn't intended to be as long as we've made it. Yes, yes. We've been invited into the wilderness to get to the other side. But how long you stay in the wilderness sometimes is really just up to you. Sometimes we're the ones prolonging our wilderness experience. You see, the Israelites should have had an 11-day journey, and it turned into 40, not days, 40 years. There were new lessons to learn in the wilderness. There were old tests to keep passing there was character to build there was honor to give there was praise to bring but instead they complained and they gossiped they were ungrateful they were out of order they didn't honor the authority that God placed over them they were right in their own eyes and brought division among God's people See, my prayer for us tonight is to encourage those who are walking into the middle or walking into a wilderness season of their life or have been in the middle for a while, are discouraged, are tired, but I pray that tonight your souls get some rest, your souls get replenished. Let's talk about the purpose of the middle for a few moments. What is the purpose of the middle? And if you're taking notes, I'm going to go to school right now for a little bit. We're going to give you lots of notes because I need you guys to get this. This is going to be a year of testing for us. It'll be a year of pruning for us because a great harvest, we believe, is coming to your world. So you have to prepare yourself. You have to lean in so you can grow and receive all that God wants to teach you in the middle so when you get to the other side, you get the harvest that you are looking for. What is the purpose of the middle? Number one, it's to build trust. Learning to trust God as our provider, learning to trust God as our good shepherd, learning to trust God when it's hard, when it's lonely, when it doesn't make sense, when life seems unfair. Learning to trust his timing is probably the hardest thing I find sometimes when it comes to trusting God. Anybody else like me? His timing, you're like, hello? have you seen the time I've been waiting and he's like my time is perfect everything is made beautiful in my time number two the purpose of the biddle is pruning back in the end of November right before our monthly team night I felt a rattling in my spirit kid you not it was like Miriam It was like this shaking. And I told my husband, I told our staff, and then I told our team in December, I believe it was. And it was as clear as a bell. It says, before a great harvest comes a great pruning. Before a great harvest comes a great pruning. Before a great appointing comes a great aligning. I remember telling our teams, look around. These people may not still be here by the end of next year. Some will be offended and leave. Some will be right in their own eyes and leave. There is a great pruning about to happen before the great harvest. We are in the season of pruning. And I want to teach a little bit about what pruning is because when I talk about pruning, people get scared. They're like, pruning? I don't get pruned. Like, oh, uh, uh. Like, sometimes we like, trim, trim the hair, guys. It's like, you know, the split ends are just, you know, my friend Christy, she helps me out. She, I won't even ask her. She's like, hey, Miriam, it's time to get a trim. She gives me that look like it's time. And I'm like, oh, my hair looks terrible. And, and she hooks me up. She makes me look beautiful. I love her. I love you, Christy, wherever you are. I love you. Okay, anyway, she's the best. Pruning is provision, not punishment. John 15:2 says he cuts off every branch of mine that doesn't produce fruit. And he prunes the branches that do bear fruit, so they'll produce what? Even more. So they will produce even more. Pruning is provision. It removes the things that have the potential to take you out. It removes dead things to make room for life-giving things. It removes okay and sometimes even good things to make room for great things or God things. Pruning is healthy and necessary. I have this huge bush in my backyard and I thought it was nice until like a landscaper came and he's like, "Lady, your bush is completely out of control. Like, you need to prune this thing. I'm like, I don't know how to prune a thing. Like, I just, you know, that's my husband's domain. I take care of inside, he take care of it outside. We're good, you know? He's like, lady, we gotta take care of this. I'm like, how much? And then he told me, and I was like, I'm good. I'll let it be out of control. <laughs> I'm like, I'm good. I'll just give the kids a scissor and we'll be fine, you know? <laughs> and so pruning is healthy and necessary because people who do not get pruned end up living out of control. Some of our relationships can be out of control and out of order and pruning can literally save the life of the person that God has to prune from you. You may not even want to prune the relationship and God said, you need to save their life. Cut it. Because it's not, it's going to be unhealthy and toxic and it's going to be out of order. Oh, let me tell you, if you don't prune, you will be out of order. Pruning is alignment, not derailment. We can see it as being derailed from what we thought was good for us, but pruning takes us from good paths to greater paths, dead paths to paths filled with life. And as you're writing these notes, start asking the Holy Spirit, what do you want to prune for me? What idol do I need to cut off? What relationship is out of order? Not that you have to cut it, but get it back in order, get it healthy, get it functional. Be careful with obsession and controlling relationships. Pruning hurts, but then heals. Pruning is still painful. It can feel vulnerable and exposing and even humiliating, but hold tight. There is a harvest coming and with it comes healing. Abide in Christ. Remain in Him. Stay anchored in Him. Pruning may not always make sense, but God reveals his truth in his perfect time. Do yourself a favor. Learn the lessons now in the pruning so you don't have to prolong the middle. Stop trying to self-preserve. Here, that is the spirit of the age we're living in. Can I just talk about that for a second? We are li- the spirit of the age is self-preservation. Oh, someone's talked crap about me? Let me go tell everybody else and let me go and defend myself and let me go and do whatever and there is this spirit of the age self-preservation god is your defender just just sit tight we talk too much sometimes just sit tight the truth prevails every single time every single time the truth prevails why because the holy spirit indwells us and he's the spirit of truth Keep your mouth shut sometimes. Oh, that's been a word for me. Ooh, the temptation to be like, that's not what's happening. <laughs> it's like, shoo, Miriam, I'm your defender. Okay, Lord. That's good. That's so good. The purpose of the middle, we're moving away from pruning now. I hope you got that. The purpose of the middle is greater intimacy. Oh, can I just tell you how many times that I've been in the middle or in the wilderness? I can tell you now, the hardest moments of my life, I still have images of where I was most of the time. Guess where I was? On my knees. Guess where I was? Flat before the floor, just seeking God. Painful, but some of the most beautiful moments where I felt the presence of God with me. It was in the middle. Great intimacy. Oh, the purpose of the middle is greater power and authority. You see, to move in greater power and authority requires a greater refining, a greater purifying, a greater dying to self. I have a funny story. I hope I can say it. If not, I'm sorry, but Rachel, it's about Rachel Diomiti in the front. So she's hysterical. If you don't know her, get to know her. She's the funniest person ever but like her and her husband have the cutest relationship and I think her husband like put her, his foot down at one point about something and she went and got a knife and the people in the room were like, why she get a knife? She went to the room and he's like, she's just dying to herself. <laughs> get it? It's so funny, I almost died. I was like, I'm gonna do that when Anthony makes me do something I don't wanna do. I'm gonna go get a knife. No, like she didn't hurt herself, just making that clear, but she just was representing, okay, I'm gonna go die to self right now. Anyway, I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> I don't know who told me, but I'm like, that's brilliant drama right there. Anyway, anyway, moving in great power and authority. I don't know how I heard it, I don't know who told me, but it made me a better person after I heard that story. Anyway, great power and authority is found in the middle because a greater humility is necessary for God to take you where he needs you to go. If you must be famous, if you must have a platform, if you must this, if you must that, you're not ready for the other side. none of the older generation of israelites made it into the promised land only their children the gossipers the complainers the dividers they all died in the wilderness so i I beg you and i implore you let your mindsets your attitudes your selfish ambitions your pride lack of honor die in the wilderness now let it die let it lay here in the middle because god does not want to bring it with you to the other side to the promised land maybe you're still having to relearn lessons because you aren't letting dead fruit stay dead you're trying to bring dead things with you it smells guys i went for a prayer retreat somewhere in the catskills there was a dead mouse in my airbnb but here's the thing. I literally opened the door to the Airbnb. It was nighttime. I get a little scared when I go without my husband, and I went with my, one of my best friends, Faith, and I opened the door. I literally said to her, it smells like death in here. She's like, Miriam, you're so dramatic. I'm like, I'm not. It smells like death in here. Guess where the mouse was? In my bedroom. <sighs> anyway, we got rid of that thing. We lit lots of candles, not for anything weird other than getting the smell out of there. And anyway, just, I have a video, guys. Uh, this, I need to take this to American Funniest Home Videos. My friend Faith, I don't know if you guys know her. She screams so loud. She's such a loud, like, laugher and squealer. She was like, ah, and it was, like, really loud. And now it's on camera, and maybe next time I'll show it because it's worth the three minutes of screaming. Moving along. There is power in the middle. Hold on. Don't give up. Keep walking. Yeah. The purpose of the middle is new ground. The wilderness is supposed to be the place between where we were and where we are going if we're not careful it becomes the place of where we get stuck it's supposed to be the place of where we were and where we're going but instead for many of us it becomes the place where we're stuck we live in the land of stuck we've put up a tent and we're like well i'm stuck i don't know what else to do but I want to tell some of you tonight and I want to activate something in your spirit tonight and I want you to declare it with me and I want you to prophesy it with me. I want you to repeat after me. I'm not stuck, I'm, not stuck. I'm passing through. I'm passing Come on, through. say it again. I'm not stuck, I'm, not stuck. I'm, passing I'm passing through. I may be in the middle, I may be oh, but I'm, out. but I'm walking out. I may be in the middle, but God's doing a work in me. God's got got new ground for me, new territory.
1: territory.
0: I'm advancing. advancing. Oh, you guys don't sound convinced enough. Come on, we're gonna do this again. God's got got new new ground for me. Come on, stand up. Come on, we're gonna declare this. God's got new ground for me. Say it out. God's got new ground for me. New territory. territory. I am not stuck. I am not stuck. I am advancing. I am advancing In in the name of Jesus. All right, have a seat. This is the purpose of the wilderness. It's trusting God. It's pruning. It's greater intimacy. It's greater power and authority. It's taking new ground. Now, I want to talk to you for a few minutes about provision for you in the middle. There's provision for you. Some of you are tired and discouraged, and some of you are just feeling like there's nothing for you in this place where you feel like you're stuck. There's there's nothing available. Everything feels like a dead end. It feels like, man, why am I just feeling alone? Why do I feel like there is nothing? I just see haze. I was in a season myself where I felt like I was in the middle and I was confused, I was hazy. I'm like, what? what is this season? And what is available for me in this season? I wanna tell you the first thing you're taking notes it's community and leadership don't isolate people think isolation's good no moments to isolate moments of solitude are good it should never become a season of isolation isolation takes away protection because there actually is protection in community. It's provision for you. Just be careful if a few within the community get divisive. The Holy Spirit always flows in order. If you think about leadership, when Moses was leading the people into the promised land, there was leadership available. There was order available, but the people decided to go their own way and they left the protection that was available for them. But if you are in the middle, there is leadership available to you. There is community, there is a sisterhood. Resilient woman, transform groups available to you. Dream teams are available to you. It's not just to get you serving, but it's to get you in in connection with one another, building something other than just yourself. It is building what God is building. What else is available? Fresh manna. God still speaks in the wilderness, but sometimes they may seem harder to hear what he's saying versus our flesh. When we're in the middle, our flesh is like, you're tired, this is unfair, they were unfair, they were this, they were bitter, they were cold, life blah, 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 and your flesh will scream at you and you think you're hearing God, but you're not. Because you're tired and you're weary, you feel depleted. And can I, can I just tell you guys something, please? Stop going to Instagram to get your word from the Lord. <laughs> I don't know, but I find that people like constantly scroll looking for the word of the Lord for the day. The word of the Lord for the day is this fresh man I call his word. Some of you are are liking posts on social media because you want validation from that post because you secretly are preaching at someone hoping they see you like that post. Like maybe if I like this, that person will see it and it'll be a little dig into them. I love you, but grow up. Come on, I love you, but let's mature in Christ. I love you, come on, we are for each other, not against each other. Can we put the cattiness crap away? Who's got time for that? I got kids, I don't have time for cattiness. Peace. No time for that. I don't have time, but this is such a funny story. No, I can't. Don't derail, Miriam, don't derail funny story but but I have such important things to say I'm going to say it because I think it's going to free somebody no I'm I'm not even kidding you it's not even because it's funny but because it's true a while ago again my friend Faith and her husband Angel we've been best friends with them since college like we've known poor poor people they've known us almost for 30 years did I say that out loud oh my gosh it's a long time okay we've known them for a really long time and sometimes they're my sounding board. I have like my close, close friends. And, and sometimes they're my sounding board because they're not in my like every day. So you just need someone outside sometimes to just give you fresh perspective. And something happened a while ago and I read something and it triggered me. This whole Instagram thing, I'm telling you, it's a, it's a thing from the pit of hell. I'm just like, it's so bad. And I read something a while ago and I remember telling one of our pastors about it, and the pastor got really upset. Like, were they drilling you? Were they like, think they, they, they were, they, they were talking about me, and, and I was so upset. And, and then I called my friend Angel and Faith, and they're on speaker. I don't know if you have a couple friends that you like, all four of you are on speaker together, and you're just, and they all interject, and they talk, and it's a big mess. That's, that's us, it's that's a lot of fun. And my friend Angel, he's an eight on the Enneagram, hysterical, very black and white, just tells it how it is, breath of fresh air. He goes, I need you to just mature. I'm like, what? Excuse me? Who do you think you are? Anyway, I just going. He's like, Mira, I need you to be mature enough, wise enough brave enough to look at something and know who you are and not let it affect you. And look at who it is and just be like clearly, that's not about me because I don't do that. I'm better than that. And he's like, Mir, whether that post was intended for you or not, be better than that post. Forget it, don't let it derail you. Don't. Can someone just please get that in their spirit? Some of you are having anxiety attacks over social media. I'm gonna let Angel speak to you right now. Guys, just be better than that. Miriam, be better than that. Turn it off if you have to. Too many people getting wired up over social media. I was one of them. (laughs) They're talking bad about me. He's like, girl, you got too much stuff to do. Get over it. You need a friend like that sometimes. Actually, you need a friend like that all the time. I have the ones who always say nice things about me and then I have the ones who really let me have it. You need both. Angel yelled at me, Katie, please be nice to me. And she's like, you're the best, I love you. You need both. Can to help anybody? Number three, provision in the wilderness is rivers of living water. John chapter 7, 37 through 39, Jesus stood and said in a loud voice, He said, let anyone who is thirsty come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as scripture has said, rivers of living water will flow from within them. By this, he meant the Spirit, whom those who believed in him were later to receive. What are the rivers of living water? It's the Holy Spirit. His presence is the manifestation of the Spirit of God. His Holy Spirit is there within us In the middle in the wilderness there to comfort you there to guide you there to counsel you he is the spirit of life he is the spirit of truth he is the spirit of love he is the spirit that counsels us his spirit guides us it is the spirit of God that indwells each believer that we have in the middle if we have him in the middle. There is fresh manna. There, his presence is there. His goodness is still there. His joy. Do not be afraid of the middle. Declare that in the middle you have provision. If you're in the middle right now, say, devil, I might be in the middle, but I got provision in the middle. I got purpose in the middle. I got peace in the middle. I got joy in the middle. I got freedom in the middle. I'm just passing through. provision there's power there's greater authority in the middle don't despise the middle he's for you in the middle the last one is rest it's the word that i felt more than anything I wanted to leave you with tonight because I felt like so many of you are in the middle. I think we spent a lot of time in the middle, to be honest. And I think there's a purpose for that. See, we want the mountaintops, but sometimes we we forget to bring praise with us on the mountaintops. Sometimes the middle just keeps us humble. I'm not saying we have to stay in the middle. I'm just saying, with the right perspective, the middle isn't so bad. Lots of power available to you. In the middle there's rest for you in the middle Matthew eleven, twenty-eight 28 through 30 says come to me oh come to me all who are weary and burdened and I will give you rest this is Jesus saying this it Says, come to me come to me in this moment come to him In this moment, as you're sitting here, in this moment, as you're hearing these words, he says, come to me, all who are weary. Come to me, all who are burdened. Come, come to me and I will give you rest. It says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. Now hear this, for I am gentle and humble in heart and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. We're doing something wrong. If we've got Jesus and we always feel heavy, we've got to learn to prophesy over ourselves. You can't wait for one of us to just declare with me. No, you declare. Spirit of heaviness, get the heck off of me. Put on a garment of praise. Put on a garment of joy. You have authority, not because you're some good person, but because he's crowned you with goodness because of his blood and because of the sacrifice he's paid for us. Put on the garment of praise and remove the heaviness. Oh, come on, you might have had a hard couple of weeks, but you can have a hard couple of weeks and still stand up tall and be like I am victorious I am a conqueror maybe it's been a hard week maybe I've gotten a couple of annoying emails or a couple of annoying reports but you know what I'm in the middle there's provision for me in the middle there's purpose for me in the middle and I'm passing through to where I need to go do not let the enemy steal your joy because if he steals your joy he'll steal your breath if he steals your breath he's got you weary and if he's got you weary he'll keep you seated and you don't belong seated. You belong walking or running and advancing and taking ground, taking ground. Come on, warriors, take ground. In Exodus chapter thirty-three, fourteen, the Lord replied, "I love this scripture. Get it in your spirit. My presence will go with you, and I will give you rest." you want rest learn to be in his presence you want rest turn the netflix off well sometimes you need to do that because that's you know some ice cream some chips watch a good show make sure it's appropriate you know oh the presence of god it's the manifestation of his spirit it's with us he's omnipresent He's omnipotent. Oh, He's like God and He's here He dwells in us. And too many of us are always oh, walking with this spirit of defeat, but you're an overcomer. So maybe you just don't realize that you're an overcomer and you need to just start walking like one because your brain needs to start realizing you're not what you maybe think you are. You're actually an overcomer. Sometimes we just get used to it. I think my husband was saying something about an elephant recently in one of his sermons, that they trained an elephant at a young age to have a, like a thing around, like a rope around his leg to keep them constrained, and, and when he got older, the, the trainer took off the rope, but because he was accustomed to the rope, he still felt like he was chained. Some of you are just accustomed to a life of defeats, but you've been called to a life of victory. Oh, stop being accustomed to the poverty of the world and be accustomed to the riches of the glory of God. Oh, you gotta get accustomed to the riches of the glory of God. There's a whole kingdom available to us. Oh my goodness. It drives me insane to see people living with a poverty spirit. I'm not talking about money. I'm talking about a spirit that is constantly in lack. Oh, he is the good shepherd. We have no need of anything. moments like tonight are moments of rest and refreshing and replenishing to your soul to be poured into, to be refreshed, to drink of the well. And to be honest, there are no words that I can say tonight that will refresh you. You might be like, oh, good word, pastor. But you know, next week you're like, what does she preach about? Hopefully you remember the middle. Just remember that. It worked a lot, you know? Okay. Just kidding. But the only one that actually can replenish you The only one that doesn't need words is the presence of the Holy Spirit. So I'm gonna stop talking right about now. I'm gonna ask you to stand. And at some point during the song, I'm gonna have the worship team come up and minister to you in worship. Some of you are gonna wanna sing, which is fine, do it. Some of you will wanna be sung over. What does that mean? Some of you just wanna be ministered to in this moment. Obviously, we don't have space to do a huge altar call like we normally do but tonight we're gonna do it different. We're gonna do two things right now. We're gonna have the worship team minister to you and as he's ministering to you, we already did something like this where the Holy Spirit will just come and fill you and touch you and heal you and, and do all the incredible things that only he can do and my words cannot. But then after that, those of you who actually want to be ministered to with our prayer team and our track area, and our team can show you where that is. It's a large area. There's going to be worship in there. There's going to be a prayer team in there. If you need more prayer, if you want actually some people to pray for you, lay hands on you, believe God with you, or if you just want to go soak in there (laughs) by that, I mean just sit in the presence of God on your knees, however you want to do it, you're welcome to do that. But right now, we're going to take a moment because rest is found in his presence. And so I want the worship team to minister to us so that as they're ministering where our soul is getting replenished, our spirit is getting replenished. But one more thing before I let them do that, there's about 500 of you in here, it's awesome. I know there's a couple of m- a lot more women who wanted to be here tonight, but they're online watching because they couldn't get in, they registered a little too late. That's why we need a bigger building and we need a miracle. But I'm gonna ask you all for a moment, would you bow your heads for a moment? If there's anybody in this room who's never given their life to Christ and maybe you don't really know what that means, they're like, what does that mean? It just means that Jesus, God, God the Father sent His Son to die on the cross for us because He knew the world needed a Savior. But you see, we didn't just need a Savior, we needed a Lord. And Jesus became both Savior and Lord to us. And all we have to do is respond to that invitation. And so tonight, if that's you, if you're saying, hey, I've never given my life, put my full trust, my full faith in Jesus. I've heard about him. Maybe I went to Catholic school when I was a child, but I've never lived for Christ, walked with him. If that's you, if you're saying, hey, that's me, I want to give my life to Christ tonight. Would you put up your hands so I could see it? I'd love to pray for you. Yep, I see those hands there see that hand back there as well. I see this hand up here, those hands right there, that hand right there, that hand over here. All right, because of the lights, I can't really see you all. We're going to do this one more time. Put your hands down. On the count of three, you're going to raise your hand just so I could see it, and we're going to pray together. Ready? One, two, three. Raise your hand nice, nice and high so I can see you. Yep. I see you all. Yep. You can lower the lights. Thank you. I see you all, and God sees you most importantly. We're going to just repeat this prayer with me. This prayer just helps align you with God. It's it's basically saying, God, forgive me of my sin today. I give my life for you, to you, and I place my trust in you. Would you repeat that, all of you, with me? Dear God, thank you for sending Jesus Christ to die on the cross for me. Today, I ask you to forgive me of my sins, and I give you my life. I put my faith in you. I put my trust in you, and I receive you as my Lord and Savior, in Jesus' name, amen. Before you leave here tonight, there's a gift for you at our Next Steps counter. If you placed your faith in Christ for the first time, we have a gift for you. It's called Following Jesus. I encourage you to get in a transform group on Following Jesus to help you walk with him. It's the best thing that could happen tonight is what you just did. And so help us plant you there. This is what the book looks like. You can receive it at our Next Steps counter. If you're online, you can text connect 7 to 97,000 and you will get one of these mailed to you. Why don't we get ready? If you need to sit during this time when they're ministering to you, you can sit. If you wanna lift your hands, if you wanna sing, if you wanna just be ministered to, you can. In just a few moments, you can also head, if you need prayer, into our track area, they'll lead you there. I love you. And I'm so grateful that we get to do this together. Love you very much.